0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. That's right, hashtag #basketball.com. As you know, it is Monday, and we are approaching the beginning of the NBA season, so what better way to spend your Monday than doing a mock draft? Um... This is Mock Draft Monday. I will be doing a mock draft every Monday until the start of the NBA season, which is really only one more Monday after this. So it's not really that many. So we'll probably have to get a few extra in there to make sure everybody is feeling good uh, about how they're situated. And I'm going to be doing my mock drafts on Yahoo. Uh, We got about a minute 30 before the draft opens. Uh, So let me just get into what I am uh, kind of prepping for. I am ended up Kind of just randomizing where I ended up just to to get practice. Uh, if you have a very specific space already in your league, um, you want to make sure you get into a draft that uh, aligns with what you already know. What you know, what draft pick you're going to be having in the first round. Um, I really like taking going fifth this year. Uh, fifth, fourth, third, second, and first. Um, I thought I kind of liked being on the turn, but the more and more I do. Uh, drafts on the turn the less the less I like it so I really like that six seven eight spot as well if you can't get in that top five there is a definite top five um, but once you get to the 11th and 12th pick uh, you really don't have a lot of high in value and so I of course ended up with the 12th pick in this um, mock draft so I'm going to be taking it's going to be a head-to-head league. It's going to be standard roster positions, two centers, which I recommend getting rid of. Um, maybe only having one center or having uh, you know, two FCs. Get rid of your um, your other F spot. Call it FCFC FC and three utilities. That would be how I would set it up. Um, positionless, positionless basketball is pretty real, guys, so I would recommend getting rid of your double centers. Uh, I'm doing 9-cat because I respect the ninth category. I respect turnovers, and uh, this draft's about to load. So with the 12th pick, we really have a lot of different ways we can go. Uh, Basically, we're going to wait and see if anybody falls to us in the 12th pick. I really highly doubt it. And also with the the picks on the turn, you're going to have to reach down. Uh, With the first couple picks, I am not going to reach down. I'm just going to take the best players available and then with my third and fourth round pick i might start reaching down into the plateau region considering we are very very close to the plateau uh, but really i don't go in with a sp- specific build i don't go in with a specific punt strategy i'm taking the best players available and seeing what happens uh, i got my rankings out here from hashtag basketball.com i also got my mark roberts rankings which you can find on patreon.com slash watching the boxes and i have my tiers Uh, that I've already listed out there also on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for free for any of our listeners. So you do not have to subscribe to get those uh, Mike's ranked tiers. Um, I I might have Paul George a little bit low, but I'm still worried. Paul George is going to miss like 15 to 20 games. Um, So taking him in the fourth round is probably where I have him right now. Uh, I think he might be a little too low on my tiers that I published, but I'm still scared of him. I'm very scared of him. There is a obvious top five. Um, Anthony Davis has uh, obviously gotten uh, a, a thumb sprain. And I haven't seen anything official out of uh, the Anthony Davis Lakers camp. Um, his MRI came back clean, so that's super um, great. He'll probably miss the first week or two just to be safe. So I'm, once again, not afraid of taking Anthony Davis in the top three, anywhere in the top three. Um Harden could be the best player in the league. Anthony Davis is almost always the best per game player in the league. And Steph Curry without KD, without Clay, is gonna have to carry that team and he could easily be uh revert back to MVP Steph and be the best player in the league. So to me, those are my top three. I got Towns and Giannis sitting on the outskirts of that top three, but if you took any of those guys in the top five, that's totally fine. I got Jokic and Dame uh, and Embiid as my 6, 7, and 8. And then it kind of opens up. Um, one of the things that we've found while doing our Who Do I Draft series, which I hope you're enjoying, and um, just kind of looking at what who's available in general, is that guards dry up pretty quickly in the first couple rounds. And after about the fourth round or so, guards kind of disappear. And since I'm picking uh, at the 12th spot here, that means my next picks are, are, are 36, 37, and 60, and 61. By the time you get down to 60, and 61, there are basically no point guards available. So you got to get your guards set up here in your in your first four picks, um, which is why I'm probably going to take an elite guard here. I'm hoping Embiid or Dane falls to me here at 12. Um But here we go. Giannis went number one overall. Steph Curry second. Like I said, I'm taking Giannis at four, but if you want to take Giannis in a head-to-league first overall, great. Build a team around him. Giannis is an MVP. He's probably going to be the MVP this year. Um, He's only, like, 24 or something. Uh, Take him. Curry at two, Harden at three, Towns at four, and let me guess, uh, Anthony Davis at five? Ooh, Anthony Davis at five. Yeah, what a surprise. The top five is the top five. So let's see where it goes from here. Uh, One of the things I really recommend you doing right when you get in, especially if you have some time, is to start scrolling down and putting people in your queue. Uh, you know, people like, who are a little bit lower than uh, uh, than they should be, like Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, um, Devin Booker, I feel, is a little bit low. Chris Depps a little bit low in these rankings for Yahoo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Mike Connolly, Just to re- make sure you remember that those guys exist. Because once it's your turn, it happens very, very quickly. And speaking of my turn, I'm only two picks away. Jokic, Embiid, and Lollard went 6, 7, and 8. No surprise there. Uh, LeBron went 9. This is turning out to be a very scratch draft. And Beal went 10. So, yeah, these these are probably the guys who are coming off the board when you're drafting at the twelve spot, which is why I don't like drafting on the turn this year because uh, you, you miss out on those elite players. And then I really feel like the the mid-30s is when you get some value and in that 45, like 42 to 50 range, you get some value, and you don't make any picks during that time. So, I really could, if you can avoid taking, uh, going on the turn, I would. Uh, Paul George went number 11, which I thought was very, very surprising. So, it's my go here. Um, one of the builds we were looking at is Simmons Drummond. And I think I'm going to stay away from that because I got Kawhi here. Uh, I think per game, Kawhi is going to be great. And he's probably going to play like 70-some games. So I really did get, end up getting like a 6th, 7th overall player with my 12th round pick. Uh, I think you got to go upside there. And then I went Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving's an all-around great player. If you wanted to go uh, Drew Holiday because you want to be a little bit safer, I think that's also fine too. Um, if you wanted to do a, a strange build, you could go like Drummond Westbrook or Westbrook Simmons or any anything like that. I think Drummond is the real... Um, I'm punting from the first round, and I just don't like to do that. I don't like to punt from the first round, but I, I actually do recommend um, for the first time ever in our Who Do I Draft, uh, we did a punt from the beginning with Drummond and Simmons, um, and I, I, I kind of recommend going that route if you don't think you want to build a, a well-rounded team um, because I think you're once you start punting free throw, uh, you can Drummond is like a top-five player, top-six player, Uh, Simmons could have himself a really nice year when he when you put free throw and three pointers you know he's a top 10 top 15 player so um, I went Kawhi and Irving so we're building a well-rounded team and I got my point guard that I want and I got a top you know basically a top seven player per game Kimball Walker Jimmy Butler go next Westbrook ends up coming off the board so here's all these guards coming off the boards Uh, Drew Holiday off the board Followed by Gobert and then Trey Young with the 19th. I don't really have any problems with uh, any of those picks except for maybe Trey Young. I think that's a little high, but you're not going to find anybody who ends up um, being someone who can get 10 assists a game down past the third round anyway. So if you got to reach for Trey Young, reach for Trey Young. 19, 20, 21, that's kind of where he's going. Um, Zion went with 20. I feel like that's a little high too. I know there's a lot of hype around Zion at 20. Um, I just don't want to take my second round pick Zion Williamson because I, I, I don't know what his free throws are going to look like. I don't know what he's going to, he's going to be great. He's going to have an incredibly high field goal percentage, but he's not going to shoot a lot of threes. And, um, I really don't think the assists are going to be that high. Uh, I don't think they got Lonzo, they got Drew Holiday. Uh, they're going to run the ball through those guys uh, a little bit more than they are going to run it through Lonzo as a distributor. But like Lonzo going to come trailing and dunking and he's going to be great. He's going to have a lot of good assists, but 20th overall feels a little high. Vujovic goes at 21. I like Vujovic. He's being underrated. Uh, Siakam at 22. Little high for Siakam. And Drummond all the way at 23. So 23 and 24, uh, great picks. Drummond and Simmons. I would have taken them 12. I would have taken them. in them? took them? That's not a word. Drummond and Simmons at 23 and 24. I would have taken them earlier at 12 and 13 to build a, a, a incredibly interesting team uh, the number one pick overall, that team ended up getting Ben Simmons and getting Giannis. So that's a really interesting build. He also took Ayton, is at the beginning of the third round. So that's a that's a really interesting build for him. The guy who got Drummond went with Devin Booker. So he's got uh, Steph Curry, Drummond, and Booker. That is, actually sounds a lot like a build we did with uh, uh, James Harden, in fact. Uh, instead of Steph Curry, uh, James Harden, we went Booker and Simmons, um, so someone might be listening to the podcast in this in this draft. Devin Booker, I really like at twenty six. Uh, Mitchell Robinson at twenty seven is way way too high. Get me out of here with that guy. Uh, Miles Turner went at twenty eight. I'd rather have him than Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Miles Turner is gonna he's an elite blocks guy. He's gonna have to go in the uh, third round. Like you, you, I don't feel like that's a reach. Somehow Luka Doncic fell the thirty. So we got Draymond going to 29, which I feel is too high. I don't want to uh, have my third pick have no points. Followed by Luka Doncic, John Collins, and De'Aaron Fox. Those are all pretty good uh, value picks. Doncic is a huge, huge value. I actually thought maybe he would fall to me. Uh, Collins is a little high. I'd rather have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., but Collins at 31. That's probably where he's going and is an okay value. I, I would wait on him a little bit. Darren Fox at 32 feels a little high, but also guards go quick. Jaron Jackson, 33. Chris Paul at 34. And Donovan Mitchell at 35. Like I said, a lot of those guards just dried up. So now it's sitting at me. I got two picks in a row. And I, I got D'Angelo someone uh, Russell as someone I've put in my queue. And I got Mike Connolly in there, too. I could go guard, guard, guard and with Kawhi as my only forward. But I really, really like Chris Depp's Porzingis. I think Chris Depp's is going to have a great year. And I, I don't feel like punting blocks right now. I feel like uh, Russell, Kyrie, and, and Kawhi don't necessarily mean I need to ignore blocks. I think a lot of people think, all right, I got a bunch of guards. I'm going to ignore blocks. I'm going to punt blocks. Why? Why bother? Um, I just think that's... A little uh, too early to punt anything. If you wanted to go, if you didn't go Porzingis, then I would be more interested in ignoring blocks because we do not punt on this podcast. Uh, but I got Kawhi Leonard and Irving, so my points are great. Let's let's look at how I'm standing here. uh Middle of the road, not great with field goal. Very good free throw percentage. My threes are, you know, top tier. My points are also top tier. Didn't really get any bigs, but I have very good rebounding guards plus Porzingis, so um, my rebounds are not great, but I don't have any bigs yet, so I'm totally fine with that. My assists are good, not great, so I might need to look for assists. My steals are uh, easily winning the league, and my blocks are middle of the road. And see, I still might ignore blocks. I might completely ignore blocks, but right now I don't have to. And blocks are something that are really, like, finicky. So you can stream your way into winning a few weeks in blocks if you're not the last place team in blocks. So that's why I went with Chris Stapps Porzingis with my fourth-round pick, with my uh, 37th overall pick. Let's go through the rest of the uh, fourth round. Lowry Markkinen, who's uh, moving up the boards here. Uh, I think 38's now, like, his top value. I was liking him when I got him at 50, 54, 55. Now he's going at 38, and I feel like that's that's his probable ceiling, and I, I want value out of Lowry Market, and just because I don't know, he's so young, could go either way, um, is too high for me, but he healed a, a very solid pick at 39, Mike Conley's a great pick at 40, he's probably one of the only remaining guards left on, uh, that they're going to give you good assists, good steals, good points. Jason Tatum, um, 41, I think that's fine, I think I would rather go with a few other players who are still on the board, um, you still have Tobias Harris, you still have uh, Chris Middleton, Robert Covington, I think it looks like LaMarcus Aldridge is still out there, so I'd much rather have those guys than Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum can be good, but I don't think his ceiling is crazy high. Uh, he could go off this year, but I, I, I like I said, I don't think it's crazy high. Blake Griffin at 42 is also a little high, but he's the only forward who's going to give you like great points, rebounds, and assists left on the board, so if, you're, if it fits your build, 42-43 is not... Crazy, but it's also a little high for me. Otto Porter is someone I really like, and he went 43. uh, Kevin Love, 44. Totally fine with that pick. Jamal Murray, Murray 45, is about the highest I've seen Jamal Murray go. A little too high. I think he's maybe a top 50 guy. He's someone who I I would consider in my first plateau who could be a tier guy. I don't think um, I would take him over some of these other names on here, like uh, the guy who went next at 46, Clint Capella, followed by DeMar DeRozan. Um, Zach Levine, who's going to be a mad, mad scorer. Uh, DeRozan and Capella at 46 and 47 are good values. C.J. McCollum at 49 is too high. Robert Covington at 50 is a great value. Chris Middleton, 51, great value. And Eric Bledsoe at 52, going to miss the first few weeks with that uh, rib. The rib could linger, which is a little disconcerting. But um, I still think taking Eric Bledsoe in the top 60 is probably uh, a good choice because there's not a lot of guards left. So he'll be fine in the in the later half of the year, two-thirds of the year. Uh, so take him at 52, not great, but not bad. It's almost my pick. I need to get back in my queue. So my queue is empty. That was dumb. So let me pick up some people in my queue. Kyle Lowry is still available. Derek Favors, Bam out of bio. Danielo Gallinari, Josh Richardson, someone me and Tyler both really, really like. I'm starting to move up with Thomas Bryant in my rankings. Jonas Valanciunas. So this is a period of time we're going to pick at 60 and 61. Reach down. Scroll down that list. Do you like Kelly Oubre like I do? All right. Put him on your list. Uh, do you want to take a swing with Gordon Hayward? Put him on your list. I needed, uh, rebounds, and I need, um, I want to bolster my assists, and I want to bolster my steals. I'll keep my steals high, basically, because my steals are already very, very good. Um, at center, if I if I if I'm ignoring blocks and I kind of want more steals, Bam out of bio still available, and I'm almost up here. So Tobias Harris off the board. That's a great value pick at 53. Lamarcus at 54, great value. Blopez at 55, probably the the correct value for him. He's probably going to be. He, you got to stop looking at Blopez as a, a traditional center and look at him as like a weird forward who shoots threes and gets crazy blocks. So I like him as well. At uh, 55. I think that's a good value. I am up. Favors is off the board. Lowry's off the board. Bryant's off the board. I'm going to go with Bam out of bio because I like his kind of uh, taking a swing here. I like taking a swing on, on, a, on a player who could have some good upside. He's going to have good steals for us, my center, and I'm not really all the way in on blocks. So why not uh, get a center who is good at other things than blocks. He's not like a master at blocks. Now, I have a decision. Josh Richardson or Jonas Valančiūnas. My rebounds are bad. They're not great. So Jonas is kind of in there, but I think there's better rebounds later in the draft and I want my steals to be great. I think Josh Richards is going to hit a lot of threes. So, I'm going to go with Josh Richardson at pick 61. Um there are a lot of still really good players left on the board. Uh rebounds, Stephen Adams is still out there, Hassan Whiteside, is still out there. Uh, Dante Sabonis is still out there for rebounds. So Montres Harrell is still out there. So there's a lot of rebounds still left. So that's why I didn't go with Jonas. Jonas is a really good scorer, but I have D'Angelo Russell. I have Chris Porzingis, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. My scoring is really, really good. So right now, I like those two picks. Bam Adebayo is my versatile center. Josh Richardson is my versatile forward. And right off the uh, back at pick 62 here uh, at round six, Shay Gilders Alexander off the board. I like Gilders Alexander at 62. I think he could be easily be a top 50 player, especially if Chris Paul ends up leaving OKC. OK uh, but even if he doesn't, Shay Gilders could flirt with the top 50. Uh, 62 is probably right around his uh, solid value pick. I don't think you're getting a, a steal there, but I also don't think you're getting um, you know you're not reaching down hardly at all. So I like. Shea Gildress at 62, followed by Al Horford, another one of those centers that you have to start approaching like he's not a center. Just kind of like an all-around forward who gets good assists who can also play the center position. 64 went Daniello Gallinari, probably the best player on the board. Uh, I always let Daniello fall because I'm always worried about his injury. Um, I guess concerns, but at 64, I think you have to take him here in the sixth round because he is a top four round value. Um, he, I think you know, he was able to put together in his best year, his career year last year. He ended up finishing per game. Uh, let me double check what he ended up finishing per game. Twenty um, seventh overall, including you know stretches of time when he was playing only thirty minutes a game. He's in the top thirty. I'm worried about his games played. I just am. I'm worried about his games played. He only played 66 last year, and that was a career high. Well, not a career high. He played 71 one year. But uh, down here in the 60s, that's like one of the few people who could be like a top 30 player. So you're in the Plateau region. Take a swing with Daniela Gallinari. Uh, Jonathan Isaac went off the board next at 65. Uh, That's a nice upside. I think there's too much variance for me to take a swing with Jonathan Isaac, but he could be a master of the multi-category fantasy value. Uh, Brogdon, followed by Julius Randall. Okay, totally fine picks here in the sixth round if you're rounding out your team, whether you need big man stats or bro- uh, Brogdon percentage stats, I guess, because he's not really a guard. Uh, this should be up a little bit, but... Um, I like both of those guys as like fillers for role players that build that fit your build, but I don't particularly like either one of them. I'm not targeting either one of them unless I really needed points for Julius Randle. Donis Sabonis at 68 is far too high because Jonas Valanciunas is better than him, and Jonas went... Next at sixty nine, I uh, sixty nine is a great value for Jonas. Uh, John ja Morant went at seventy. Uh, that's a little high for Ja. I think he's going to be really good, and it's interesting to take a swing at seventy. So why not? But you know, John ja Morant, a little. Uh, this guy just took. Uh, who is that? Who just went? Ah, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges just went to the guy who took John ja Morant. So that's two swings here at 70 and 75, which I'd, I'd rather take one swing and one solid player, because there's a lot of still solid players on the board. Uh, Marvin Bagley went at 72. Okay, I, I'm not a big fan of Marvin Bagley, but here in the, once you're at the 75 range, he's a guy who's going to be in the top 75, so you're getting that value. Karis Lavert's a good upside, so he went at 73. My boy, Kelly Oubre Jr., went at 74, so I, my, my, uh, Q is starting to dwindle here. Um, DeJounte Murray went at 76, and I'm actually souring on both Murray and White in San Antonio. I don't think either one of them is going to take a bulk of the load. They're going to share uh, the minutes there. Uh, I would rather take Murray than White, but I think 76 is too early for either one of them. Uh, Joe Ingalls at 77 also feels a little early, though. That could be because that is probably his ceiling uh, or close to his ceiling this season, and I'd rather take him at like pick 100. Terry Rozier, I'm staying away from him at 78. My boy, Wendell Carter, who is in, he was in my queue as well. Wendell Carter at 79. I'm almost up. My queue is starting to dwindle. Looking at my team, I could go for another big. I could go for some uh, some scoring. I, sh- I could go for some uh, more assists. And as usual, we have been taking Ricky Rubio here. And of course, Ricky Rubio is available here at pick 84. So I'm going to be drafting him. Uh, next, And then I'm going to let the time run out because I still need to figure out who I'm going to take next. Um, Jeremy Lamb is someone, if you want some scoring, Jared Allen is someone I've been targeting. DeLon Wright is one of Tyler's favorites. Uh, let's see, looking through here, ended up taking Rubio. Uh, Terrence Ross with an 83. That's way too high for Terrence Ross. Steven Adams went on 82. Those were guys I was targeting. Hayward and Adams went before him and Wendell Carter. So, Montrose Harold might be someone I might end up going with Jared Allen here. Hassan Whiteside, I'm a little worried about, but he's got the best upside of of those 3. Uh, I'm going to go with Montrose Harold. No, nope. I'm going to go. Yep, I'm going to go with Montrose Harold. And that time ran down very very quickly. Um luckily, I had uh Herald Harold in my queue. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh no, I had set my queue wrong and I ended up taking um, Hassan Whiteside. So I ended up getting Hassan Whiteside because he was at the top of my queue. Guys, you have to pay attention to your queue. Granted, I had players in my queue that I wanted. So Hassan Whiteside instead of Montrezl Harrell. All right, cool. I'm going to have to deal with it. But Whiteside could be a, a very valuable pick at pick 85. Jarrett Allen went right next, and that's who uh, I almost took Allen. Montrezl Harrell or Whiteside. And uh, Jared Allen went next. Marcus Sol went at uh, 87. Fred Van Fleet at 88 is too high for me. And Montrezl Harrell, the guy I was going to pick, went at 89. Followed by Jeremy Lamb who went at 90. These are all very, very good picks here in the eighth round. A lot of value here. A lot of guys who could end up in the top 70 going uh, between 80 and 90. So that's kind of why I don't like picking on the turn here. Because instead of getting kind of like an obvious value that falls to you, you got to reach down and hope you get that value. Um, Ricky Rubio, to me, is a great pick here at, uh, 84-85, so right now, let me go look at my team, uh, while, you know, Jeff T comes off the board, probably the very last point guard you can even, worth drafting. My field goal's not great, but, so I'm ignoring field goal pretty much. My free throws are very good. Uh, my three-pointers are good, but they could be better. My points are very good. I'm gonna think I'm gonna focus on three-pointers and points here moving forward so I can end up at the top part of that so I'd have two categories I'm really good at my rebounds are not great because I I went with kind of a guard heavy build Uh, my assists are very good though Uh, because of Rubio my steals are pretty much close to top of the league my blocks are also very very good top half of the league so I'm not really ignoring blocks and right now if this is a roto league I have the number one team like I'm I'm in the top uh, but this is a head-to-head league, so I'm gonna double down on threes, double down on points, and I'm gonna see if I can get some more steals and blocks coming up here. Uh, Lonzo Ball just went, so Jeff Teague, Kyle Kuzma, and Lonzo Ball off the board. Uh, Jeff Teague's, a probably, you know, one of your last guards, so I think you gotta take him at 91 if you don't have any guards. If you do have guards, then, you know, find somebody else. Kyle Kuzma at 92, I don't like that pick, I, I'm not sure he breaks the top 100 this year. Um, Followed by Lonzo Ball, who I actually, I don't really like Lonzo Ball, but he's definitely in my top 100 now. Like, I think he's going to have a very good year in New Orleans. I think he's going to play well on that team. So point if he fits your build, he's like a lot more valuable than where he went at 93. So I like Lonzo Ball a lot at 93. The other bridges, uh, the Phoenix Bridges, goes at 94, a little too high. Dwayne Dedmon is being criminally overlooked. He went 95. Uh, so is Lou Williams at 96. Both of those guys criminally overlooked right now. Uh, Sadly, someone must be paying attention to some of the stuff I talk about because Paul Millsap went at 97, and that's who I was hoping to get. come back to me at 108 and 109. I really hate sitting around for, like, 20-some picks because a lot of really good guys go off the board. So you almost need to stop paying attention to the draft like normal if you're on the – you almost got to, like, say, all right, I want these guys. They're not going to fall to me. They're not going to fall to you. They're just not. They're not going to fall to you. So focus on the guys that you do want. Get him in your queue. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna stop looking at who's being taken at uh, 97, 98. Marcus Smart at 98, and I'm gonna focus on the queue because I'm picking here in just a little bit. And there's uh, Delon Wright still on the board. T.J. Warren's someone I like at this uh, area. Derek White's on the board too, but I'm av- I'm kind of avoid Derek White. Um, if I want scoring, Bogdanovich is, for Utah is still available. J.J. Redick for my threes. Brandon Clark is someone I like taking a swing at here uh later in the drafts dwight powell is available so i'm getting him in my queue uh let's see starts starts getting a little thin here i think danny danny green is someone i always like he's very underrated and he he might be around at at my next picks which are way way down at 132 133 so i might wait on danny green and zach collins because they are uh, way, way, way later, I've got to focus, try to focus on points even in threes, and I hate Andrew Wiggins, um, so I'm not going to take him, even though he's there, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to get passed in the rotation eventually, so I, I don't have any faith in that guy whatsoever, uh, I also want steals, so, hmm, Bogdan Bogdanovich is pretty good as a points threes guy, Kevin Herter is a good points, threes, and um, steals at this level of the draft. Those are the type of guys you're going to have to choose from. And I'm almost up. Abaka went off. Gary Harris went off. Oh, man. And DeLon Wright went off. So I'm not very happy about it. Bogdan and JJ Redick, I'm going to take one of those guys. And then I think I want to go with someone. I want to get threes and points. So I might go actually back-to-back. Uh Bojan Bogdanovich and JJ Reddick. I'm also kind of looking at Thaddeus Young. He's kind he might be around later. I might take a swing with Brandon Clark because he can get me those blocks and, and steals. Alright. I'm gonna go with uh Utah. I'm gonna go with Bojan Bogdanovich. Um he's at the top of my queue, so I'm gonna let the time run out on him. I'm gonna put Brandon Clark as my next pick because I think I want him most, but I'm gonna continue to look, see who's available. Here at pick 108 and 109, so I just took Bodan Bogdanovich to get those points back up and those threes back up, too, and now I'm like pretty close to leading the league in those. I'm ignoring rebounds at this point. I kind of want some assists or steals. So let's look at steals. Thaddeus Young is a great guy for steals. Um, Assists-wise, Thomas Sadarasky is available. I just don't think he's going to be that good. I think I'm going to take Brandon Clark here, take a swing, or Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter? nah. Brandon Clark it is. I like Brandon Clark. I like taking a swing here, too, because it's, like, past a pick 100. And Brandon Clark could be incredibly, incredibly good. So could Kevin Herter. But uh, we saw Kevin Herter play, uh, and maybe I'm being fooled by the uh, the allure of the unknown, I guess. But let me go look at how I feel. Um, oh, Kevin Herter. You silly, you silly boy, Kevin Herter. Um, Kevin Herter is... Someone I'm I thought had a very good year, but I'm not sure he's gonna have like a breakout year. I think a lot of people are on him for potentially having a breakout year this year, and I don't I don't feel like I'm willing to take that chance. I'm just not. Um and here he is, he's still available, no one's taken him. Kevin Herter. Um Let's see. Let me go through some of the picks that went through here. I went Bogdan and Brandon Clark taking a swing with Brandon Clark. I think Memphis is going to play him a lot. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, following Brandon Clark, JaVale McGee went. That would have been a nice center uh, sleeper. Uh, JaVel McGee is ranked very, very low in Yahoo, so make sure you get him in your queue. Thomas Sinoransky went. I don't think that Bulls uh, guard spot is going to be filled with anyone who's going to play more than like, 26, 27 minutes. Um it's going to, some nights it might be 33 for 34 minutes for Cernaransky, and some nights it might be closer to 20. I'm very worried about the rotation right now. Uh, Enos Cantor in Boston. Uh, Enos is going to do Enos Cantor stuff. He's not going to play like 30 minutes, but he'll probably play like 26 and be very, very valuable in points and rebounds. So if you want points and rebounds here, which I, I'm ignoring rebounds, um, I avoided Enos Kanter. Kelly Olenek goes at 113. Uh, The worst player in the league, Andrew Wiggins, goes... The worst best player in the league, Andrew Wiggins, 114. Eventually, you know, Wiggins should be drafted. I'm just never going to draft him. At 115, Cody Zeller. I kind of like that as a little bit of a sleeper pick. And 116, Brandon Ingram. I'm staying well away, away from Brandon Ingram. Now let's go... And Alex Lynn goes 117. I actually like Alex Lynn as a last pick as well. Um, I have two more picks. Actually, I have three more picks, but my last pick is the last pick in the draft at 156, so who the hell knows who I'm going to get there. I'll just go with my favorite player available. Um, Still got a lot of time before my pick. Kevin Herter just went, and let me talk about Kevin Herter. Um, Great segue, because that's exactly who I want to talk about. Actually, Zach Collins just went too. I had him in my queue as well, hoping he would fall to me. Uh, I like Zach Collins as a last uh, few-round pick. Here's why I'm not terribly sure I'm in on Kevin Herter. Uh, Kevin Herter is going to, you know, he's going to have to earn his spot. His assists are only okay. He's a good three-point shooter. His free throws aren't great. Even though he's not going to shoot a lot of free throws, his free throws aren't great. So if he ends up getting to the line a little bit more, that's going to hurt. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. But he's getting under a steal, and he's getting, you know, about a half a block a game. And 2.23s, like, I just, even if he's playing, like, 31 minutes... I don't think that's a top 100 player, so that's why I'm not taking a chance on Kevin Herder. I'm not a big fan of Kevin Herder. Brandon Clark certainly might finish behind Kevin Herder, but I'd rather take a swing here late in the draft than go with someone who I think is kind of like good, not great, like Kevin Herder. Now that's why I took a swing like a Z- with Zach Collins. Like Zach Collins, on the other hand, someone uh, I do think is going to play a very important role in Portland with. Um, with Hassan Whiteside. I have Hassan Whiteside on this team. Might have been a good idea to take Zach Collins as well, but then you got to figure out who you're going to play, which one you're going to play at all times. Like that's super annoying. Uh, but for a center, Zach Collins could be like 13 and eight, uh, over a block, half a steal a game. I wish those steals were a little bit higher. That's a pretty, that's a top 100 player and you're getting him. He got, he went, uh, drafted at 119. I think that's very, very good. All right. We're already in the 11th round here. We're just getting late. Harrison Barnes and Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's a great three-point pick. Um, Put him in your queue as well as a late pick. Definitely being overlooked, uh, Eric Gordon. Going to hit a ton of threes. Going to play basically the exact same role he played last year. So, you know, don't, don't avoid Eric Gordon. Get him in your list. Actually, J.J. Redick went right after him. I had J.J. Redick. I thought about taking him way earlier than that. So that's a great pick on JJ, who's always in the top 100. He went at 122. Jalen Brown went at 123. He's going to play. Why not? He's a, very, he's a good player. He's not a great player for fantasy, but he's got the minutes to be a top uh, uh, one, 100, 110 player-ish, I think. Uh, he could you know take a little bit of a mini leap as well, so he could be top 100. Getting him at 123 is great. Thaddeus Young's always a top 100 player, even in limited minutes. Getting him at 124 is also a great pick. Trevor Rees at 125. I don't like that pick very much at all um pat beverly at 126 i actually do like that pick the other Bodon at 127 Eh, not a big fan and spencer dimwiney at 128 kind of a uh, safety pick if you uh if you think spencer is gonna play a little bit more he's a he's a good fantasy player and at one at 128 that's a good value rudy gay at 129 also kind of a good value kind of old man he's got that old man game but he had one of his better years last year I'm almost up. Er, Aaron Fournier just went to Orlando. I got Joe Harris in my queue, and I usually don't. Uh, I also got Danny Green in my queue, and Colin Sexton just went, so good. That's very good. So I got Danny Green in my queue. I'm definitely going to take Danny Green. Danny Green is highly underrated. He's going to be a top 100 player for sure. I'm going to get him at 132. I took a risk. I almost took him at 108 to 109, but I was like, people aren't in on Danny Green, and on Yahoo, he's ranked behind where my next pick is. I'm going to take a chance, and I did, and I got Danny Green. I'm going to take him at 132. Who am I going to take at 133? Should it be Derek Rose to get some of those points up to booster my uh, my uh, my guard stats? I think Derek Rose could easily be a uh, you know, top 120 player, and you're not going to get any more points from anybody else here. I kind of want some threes. Joe Harris is on the board. I might take him. Um, I'm looking through some of the guys that are left Kent Bazemore, Landry Shamet, excuse me. Uh, not a big fan of any of those guys. Darius Garland may be a little too early for him. Dario Saric, I'm going to take with my last pick probably. Um, I'm going to go with Derek Rose. Uh, I kind of want another point guard, and I kind of think his scoring could be a really nice thing coming off my bench. Derek Rose should play a lot in Detroit. And, ooh, Darius went right off the board after after Derrick Rose. Great pick at 134. And Joe Harris comes off at 135. So I'm, I'm kind of right in that wheelhouse right now of all those players. I don't care about my field goals, so Derrick Rose fits my team. Uh, right now my free throw is, you know, basically to, uh, top three, top four. Uh, my points are pretty close to the top of the league, especially with that Derrick Rose pick. Uh, I might go one more points guy. Um, excuse me. Yeah. I might get one more points, guy. My three pointers are very, very good. I'm ignoring rebounds, and I'm not very good at rebounds, so that's totally fine. Uh, my assists could be better. Uh, my assists never ended up panning out because I, I actually went in a different direction. So m- right now, my threes and my points are, are like my top tier stats. Uh, my steals are also top of the league. My blocks are actually very, very good. I'm gonna compete in both steals and blocks for sure. There's also a miscellaneous cat in here. Um, trying to trying to get me to feed him so i'll have to do that really really quick because we're almost done with this um draft and there's gonna be a long long time before my last pick at 156 so overall i think this shows the difficulty of going on the turn i went for a well-rounded build and i have a well-rounded build for a head-to-head league i'm pr- almost certainly going to make the playoffs with this build Kawhi leonard in the first round back to back with kyrie irving Those guys are top tier players. They're top 10 players. And I got them at 12 and 13. So, but they're per game top 10 players, not, uh, not total top 10 players because they usually don't play 70, more than 73 games a year. So take that into account. Um, and the reason I take that into account is because guys, Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving are going to have stretches where they're like top five players in the league and you can trade them. This is not the end of your draft. You can trade all of the players that you just got, and you're going to have to make good, savvy trades if you're picking number 12. So my well-rounded build gave me... I I took the best guys on the board, the best value on the board, hoping that eventually I can move them for better players. Uh, At 36 and 37, I went D'Angelo Russell just to get another really good guard because there weren't very many guards left. I would have been fine with Buddy Heald or Mike Connolly. Um, but I think D'Angelo is going to score a lot. He's going to get a lot of threes. He's going to shoot a better percentage this year in Golden State. I'm not worried about that. It's going to take a while for D'Angelo to get going. So if someone else gets D'Angelo and he has a slow start, uh, try to buy low on that guy. Uh, and Chris Stapps made it to me, uh, on the turn as well in the beginning of the fourth round. Chris Stapps is, uh, super dominant. I'm not worried about him at all. And that's a super stellar top four. All four of those guys, tons of value, and uh, I'm probably going to be trading a couple of them during the season with this build. Uh, it's almost my turn to in out the draft. I don't think it really terribly matters who you take with the last pick here. Um, I'm not going to get excited about Kobe White. Darius Garland's going to play a lot, and he's still available. Um, I want to get excited about Kobe White, but I'm not going to. Um Let's see who else is available. Is Culver still available? He's a good last pick. Jarrett Culver's still available, so I might pick him with my last pick as a high upside, good ceiling guy. Um, Terrian Prince is a a decent last pick. Oh, man, there's not a lot of guys here at pick 156 with the last pick in the draft. I am up, and I'd say right now Jarrett Culver is my favorite last pick, Um, so I'm probably going to end up taking him unless I end up seeing anybody else I really, really like here. Um, is it Seth Curry? Do I want him? Al is a well-rounded player. I just don't know if he's going to get those minutes. Let's see. Who else? Yeah, I think that's it. So I'm going to take Jarrett Culver with my last pick. Um, I really like Jarrett Culver's upside, and he's my last pick. So he should be expendable if he's not very good. Same with Derrick Rose. He's very expendable. I like having expendable guys because you're going to have to um, stream players if you want to be good. Let's keep going over the draft results here for my team. Um, At picks 60 and 61, man, this is my problem picking on the turn. There was a lot of really good value in the middle of the third round. Luka Doncic, John Collins, Jared Jackson Jr., Miles Turner all went in the middle of the third round. All those guys uh, sometimes getting picked in the second round. So I really wish I would have been able to pick in the middle of the third round. I really like picking in the middle of the draft this year because the middle of the third round, the middle of the fifth round are both full of value. And when you're on the turn, you don't get the value to fall to you. You have to go, um, reach for it. And D'Angelo Russell was probably a little bit of a reach at the end of the third, but Chris stapps is a great fall in the fourth. I think Chris should definitely go in the third round. Um, man, the middle of the fifth round is really really good too you had Chris Middleton Robert Covington Tobias Harris LaMarcus Aldridge Brooke Lopez and Kyle Lowry and Derek Favors all go in the middle of the fifth round I didn't get to give any of those guys I had to take Bam Adebayo who's still a very good fifth round pick into the fifth round Bam Adebayo is definitely a fifth rounder so getting him at the end of the fifth round is still totally fine um, I really wish I would have got like someone like LaMarcus Aldridge or Tobias Harris instead but I'm taking a swing with Bam Adebayo. He's a great uh, upside guy. And so is Josh Richardson, who I ended up taking. Uh, so with 60 and 61, I went Josh Richardson and Bam Adebayo. Uh, I like their versatility. I like Josh Richardson's scoring in threes. Bam Adebayo is probably the only guy who I didn't pick who could score 20 points a game uh, in the first you know, one, two, three, four, five, six rounds. So I got a bunch of 20-point scores, so my points are great. Um, A lot of guys went off the board, and Ricky Rubio, as always, falling to the 80-45 range. And then I accidentally took Hassan Whiteside uh, instead of Montrezl Harrell, but I'm totally okay with that because Hassan Whiteside in a head-to-head league is a pretty good value there at 85 uh, because he's going to get elite rebounds, and he's going to get very good blocks, and he's got Zach Collins playing with him, who uh, I really wanted Zach Collins later in my draft, and I didn't get him. But uh, Hassan Whiteside's going to play quite a bit, in Portland and if he only plays like 25 26 minutes he's still a top you know 65 70 player so getting him an 80 is fine uh and he's gonna boost my blocks and rebounds which I'm not really I'm ignoring rebounds so maybe Hasan Whiteside wasn't the best picker but I'm not gonna be last in rebounds I'm gonna win a lot of uh more than uh, a third of my rebound um match matches and right now I'm probably gonna win like a majority of like four or five categories uh, I'm gonna win a majority of the uh, free throw battles. I'm gonna win quite a bit of the three point battles. Uh, definitely gonna win some points, um, steals and blocks. I'm definitely gonna win. So that's you know that's a pl- plenty good. And my turnovers aren't that bad actually. Now that I'm looking at my totals, my turnovers are not that bad. But I'm not like the best in any category. And I I, I think that's the problem with trying to build. A well-rounded team out of the end of the first round out, out of that turn because you can't really end up with uh unless you go crazy unless you go like uh you end up getting like ben simmons and drummond falling to you which i guess i could have done that um could have went ben simmons and andre drummond with my first two picks but they're not going to fall to you in rounds uh three and four not a pick 36 and 37 that's not going to happen for the latter half of my draft, I went with a bunch of guys I just I like all around who are going to play good minutes and get you really good stats across the board. Bogdan Bodanovich is a good scorer. He's fine in most categories. So once again, another well-rounded player. Probably should have went javel McGee there if I wanted to go hard on my blocks and rebounds again. But I was ignoring those, so no big deal. Uh, my blocks are actually still pretty decent, even though I did not get JaVel McGee. Uh, Went Brandon Clark is another versatile guard, and I think someone who's going to have a lot of upside, uh, that's another swing, but I like taking swings here late, later in the draft. And uh, Brandon Clark's got a lot of value. if he, He's a young guy, and if people get uh, excited about him, you can trade him. Danny Green is like the exact opposite of a Brandon Clark. Danny Green's going to do everything really well. He's going to play 30 or some minutes a game. He's easily going to be a top 100 player, and he's going to play a ton. He's going to get good steals, uh, block steal in a three a game. He's going to boost you in those counting stats every single week over and over again. Do not sleep on those guys who do a little bit of everything late in the draft. He's my safety pick here at uh, in the 11th round, and uh, I really, really like Danny Green there. Went with Derrick Rose just to get some uh, scoring. I thought Dario Sarge would fall to me in the last round, but he did not. Uh, but Derrick Rose, scoring, point guard stats. Um, no one else is doing that this late in the draft Uh, who's going to get you that good of scoring and uh, decent assists. He's not great at a whole lot of other things, but, you know, he's Derek Rose. Shout-out to Derek Rose, still in the game. And with my last pick, I went with one of my favorite last picks, Jarrett Culver, who I think that's a long-term play. Like, at the beginning of the season, I don't think he's going to play that much over Wiggins, but I think he's going to start taking minutes from Wiggins pretty quickly. Um, Some of my other favorite last-round picks, Ryu Hachimura. He went before that. Darius Garland went before that. Um, OG Anobi. Kip Bazemore is actually being overlooked as well. Uh, Willie Colleystein is a great la- last-round pick as well. Dario Saric, like I said, I wanted him as my last-round pick. Didn't go. Kevin Looney's going to be a good beginning-of-the-season player, um, and I think you could ride him and maybe trade him high at the beginning of the season. So I like him as kind of like a last-round pick as well um all these other last round picks eh, they're okay will barnes got good upside marvin williams is like a boring danny green so that i hate i actually don't want to pick marvin williams at all uh let's see is there any other players i like here in the last three rounds that i want to mention jj Redick in the last three rounds eric gordon in the last three rounds those are great picks thaddeus young and jalen brown those are all great picks in the last three rounds uh so is patrick beverly so all in all a decent mock draft Guys, if you like the show, please rate, review us, wherever you're listening to this, or check out patreon.com slash watchingtheboxes where you can get free tiers no matter. You don't have to subscribe. You can get my tiers along with a bunch of our Who Do I Draft uh, podcasts will be being released throughout the week. Uh, We already did a whole bunch of them, um, but the results are up on patreon.com slash watchingtheboxes. But if you do want to support the show, subscribe. You can get in the listener leagues. Uh, You get exclusive content. Uh, And you can follow me on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes, and we'll be back with some more mock drafts along with some special guests this week. So I hope you enjoy that, and we'll see you soon.